Hello everyone. This is Akanksha and this is Arzu and welcome to the 7th episode of Atypical Avocados. How was your week Arzu rather weeks I should say? Uh they were good like chilling with family and all but like last week was little bit there was a little bit of a gap in the sense that we didn't put out an episode so we're sorry for that and how was your week Akansha It was uh, great but quite hectic actually it was my dad's birthday so we baked a lot of cake a uh, lot of food and it's been raining so the weather has been quite amazing actually and I stay surrounded by lots of trees so it's all very green and pure and pretty yeah yeah even here in pune monsoons are here and it's so nice and cool and the air just feels like clean these days because no pollution and everyone's just sitting at home and you know there's no sound no honking from the road and all it just feels really nice yeah i think air quality has just improved drastically everywhere because of the lockdown uh, especially you know given the fact that people are not not taking flights uh, for work or even for leisure uh, yeah whereas that is a positive the amount of plastic and single use plastic that is being you know consumed right now has drastically increased globally uh, because yeah. of you know the millions of sanitizer bottles masks gloves plastic utensils that are being provided by you know restaurants i think it's very confusing to judge the impact of uh, covid on the environment be it in the short term or in the long term right yeah in fact i've come across some startups which are working to solve this problem of using plastic packaging material for personal mm-hmm. grooming products and for food products uh, so they create these kind of tablets that you basically dissolve in water and use so you don't need the outside uh, plastic packaging oh that's great but i'm guessing it's kind of expensive and the adoption is low because of that yeah they they're not very popular yet mm-hmm. uh yeah another thing that i feel that is you know is going to help us drastically would be the adoption of digital payments so we're living in a world where we don't need those plastic credit or debit cards anymore and uh, even if we do uh, banks like for example apple uh, credit card it's a aluminum biodegradable card right Mhm yeah when i was in the uk i had a digital account with this uh, bank called monzo so it was like mm-hmm. a no plastic card and it's like every year there are 164 million plastic cards created so that felt you know like a step in the right direction yeah in fact you know since plastic doesn't decompose it converts into microplastics which is literally everywhere in the mm-hmm. water you drink in the produce or meat you eat or you know the soil in your garden and even in the air that we breathe in yeah so humans consume 72000 microplastic particles every year which is equivalent to eating a plastic credit card every week that is so toxic dude and in fact people who drink bottled water out of plastic bottles consume 85000 more microplastics every year so it is really important to you know get rid of plastic bottles at home you know basically find maybe a glass alternative to plastics absolutely you know if we take a step back before uh, covid 
starting of the year we saw a lot of companies uh tried to you know focus on climate change this year so in fact Larry Fink who's the CEO of BlackRock which is the biggest asset manager in the whole world wrote a letter addressing all the CEOs across the world that BlackRock is going to keep sustainability as a standard while investing right he called climate risk as an investment risk so what that means is that uh, all the other companies need to really focus on climate change yeah i think what you said is great and it's really important you know that big brands who can make a difference put out these examples into the world and we can also see that you know jeff bezos of amazon promised that 10 billion dollars would be put towards curtailing climate change and i think amazon has taken a step forward in that sense that two weeks ago they announced that amazon is going to stop using single use plastics in their packaging that's great you know that amazon is still doing something towards uh, curtailing climate change and towards achieving their sustainability goals now obviously because of the pandemic the focus on climate change has taken a back seat yeah with organizations and even human beings going into survival mode nobody is really thinking of the long term you know effects of the usage and the products that are coming out into the market right now and how it is going to slow down the process in achieving sustainability goals even more very well said arju so let's talk about this a bit more with our guest for today aradhna gelot Aradhna works as an associate consultant on public bus fleet electrification projects with the Rocky Mountain Institute in Colorado. Having recently graduated with a master's degree from Carnegie Mellon University, her professional interests lie in using data to inform decision making in clean energy and transport space. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Hi Aradhna, how's it going? Hi Kancha, it's uh, going. <laughs> <laughs> how how is everything how's the us how was last weekend how was the trip that you took the us is i have a lot of words that i would like to use but i probably should not <laughs> but i would say the trip was kind of scary so right. we did like take every precaution possible mm-hmm. and we went to uh, like a county nearby we took a train and it like they had didn't have too many covid cases and they haven't had too many like over the last 5 months mm-hmm. so it was hopefully okay we didn't meet any people it was just me and my housemate and we were wearing masks and scarves and sanitizing everything we touched and it's been what a week now and we're fine thank <laughs> god thank god for that yeah yes, yes. <laughs> but it seems like that is what is going to be like the new normal even if you want to travel to a nearby place right you have to take all these precautions yeah, that's kind of what we thought at the end of the trip that this was kind of like an experiment i mean we basically what we didn't meet any people we didn't travel with anybody who we don't live with it was just the two of us if that means if you travel while taking all the precautions you don't like get too close to people maybe you're fine you know mm-hmm. and maybe that sadly will be how we go ahead <laughs> at least for the foreseeable future yeah absolutely mm-hmm. all right coming back to the topic so earlier arju and i were discussing about the impact of uh, covid on the environment you know short term and long term so what are your views on that yeah so i guess short term impacts us things that we all of us can see and it to quote the hilarious meme that's floating around which is you know the earth is healing but yeah. uh, i guess air quality is something that's definitely improved at least for the short term 
because yeah. travel emissions are down right and yep. especially in countries where people aren't moving around like okay in the us honestly people are driving a lot now mm. because it's safer than using other modes of transport but mm. i think in general there is like a decrease in the amount of miles or the amount of kilometers that a vehicle is traveling so yeah air quality even in delhi yeah uh, for that matter last december i was here the air quality index was like 250 something right now it's 60 something which is bad but it's it's significantly better for delhi 60 something is like fantastic <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> So uh I think like of course the auto like automobile exhaust are one thing there's also I mean I'm not entirely sure how the numbers add up but I think there's been a decrease in workplace energy consumption right mm-hmm. yeah like you everybody's at home right all the families are at home so the yeah. amount of energy you're using per person has probably gone down true mm-hmm. so I guess short term these are a couple of pretty cool effects right that covid had long term I think one major apprehension I have is that the moment we get a way out of this I think everybody's going to bounce back like with a vengeance it either would be more intense or at least the same like we might just fall back into our old patterns yeah. so that is one thing I'm worried about the other thing is of course um, uh, okay there are two points to this one is that there's a lot of waste that we're going to have to deal with in like you know PPE like masks and all these face shields yeah. that are coming up gloves and all those materials are like non biodegradable right because right. nobody's focusing yeah. on that aspect right now right now the focus is to get the product out right that's going to be a disaster you thought straws were bad this is going to be really bad yeah, yeah. the other thing which is affecting the whole climate goals and sustainability goals issue right now is money very simply nobody has the money to invest in uh, sustainability projects right now in greening projects right now mm-hmm. and that's a current issue and that is going to affect the economy for a long time right yeah. i think uh, one other short term uh, benefit which has been especially in a country like india right which was in lockdown for like 2 months is that people have started consuming less especially when it comes to things like apparel and Uh, uh even like eating out for that matter because that that uh, you know translates into a lot of food wastage i have personally i've been living on still like 10 uh, pieces of clothing for the last 4 months and uh, and i was reading somewhere that you know if you wear a piece of clothing for 9 months or longer you reduce the carbon footprint of that garment by 30% yeah yeah i think this whole pandemic really brought perspective right that is i guess mm. the one thing that has happened where companies are now realizing that there's so many business trips that they really didn't have to do like exactly. you had one zoom call <laughs> to you know organize instead of flying to a different continent <laughs> so and i think a lot of companies are understanding the financial implications of that as well so that might be something that we might adopt going forward and that will definitely be like a great shift yeah okay so let's take a step back and talk about sustainability this word is like thrown around and used a lot but i don't think that people understand it completely and often wrongly just think it's about being environmentally friendly yeah i think there are uh, broadly three focus areas first being economic uh, second being social and third is the environmental area that we were just talking about and uh, it's really important to understand you know how they're in 
percentage of aid shared. So in 2015, the UN member states they pledged to 17 sustainable development goals to be achieved by 2030, and the idea is to not leave anyone behind while balancing these three focus areas. These goals have a lot of zeros, which are more relevant and important to developing countries such as ours. There are goals such as zero poverty, zero hunger. So Aradhna, will you be able to throw some light for us on these goals? Sure. Um, I think the first thing to talk about here is to actually understand, like as Arzu said, um, sustainability like is a blanket term. What does it mean? Right yeah. now, right. So, and if we're talking about the SDGs, what does sustainable development actually mean? So the UN defines sustainability or sustainable development as meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability future. of future generations to meet their own needs, right? Which is the whole, like the climate debate. Everything is sort of, that's how, what it boils down to, right? Like that, I think, is the key factor here. Like sustainability in itself, the word means to remain consistent, mm-hmm. right? That's, yeah. that's where the whole uh, concept stems from so how do you ensure that you utilize your resources in a way that you don't harm the future usability of those resources so those resources can be like as you're talking about the environment you can be sustainable about the environment so you want to be careful about how much you give back into the environment you know the waste that you send back the pollution that you send back and how much you use from it as well whether it's energy whether it's paper you know water okay and then it also mm-hmm. comes down to things like in how people live their lives correct it's important to recognize sustainability in our own lives and ensure that uh, there is equity in how society uh, develops in the future because it's when climate issues actually happen when they're more perceptible than they are right now it's going to affect different classes of society differently mm-hmm. right and then it's going to be much harder to abate those effects of climate change you said that it starts from you know people taking notice of this so i'm saying like let's just look at the way people dispose garbage okay like in the uk uh-huh. where i used to live it was like really intense like you had to put your recyclables in the recyclables bin you had to put your uh, you know like cardboard in cardboard you had to put uh, your food waste in food waste and you know other trash in other trash so that it goes to the right places and you know the garbage is disposed of properly what can be recycled is recycled properly in india there's just like at least now in pune there's dry and wet but so many people still don't know about you know how recycling so i'd actually like to add an interesting point there Mm. uh india has one thing going for it and that is you'd be surprised but it is uh the kabadi wala yeah okay because in most other countries the u.s also has the same thing like you said right like all our trash has to be separated into compostables recyclables and even within recyclables it has to be glass separately cans separately cardboard separately and then there's just a landfill section which you know goes to the landfill so you want to avoid putting as much stuff as you can in there correct the problem here is all that sorting and sifting is done uh mechanically right is done through a machine in india all of that sorting and sifting has happens through a kabadiwala. 
so you actually end up getting more stuff to be recycled a uh, point here so one of my friends uh, vivek he has been he's in canada and he's been working on this uh, startup called intuitive ai and they basically leverage you know computer vision um, and uh, ai to figure out uh, to to nudge users to segregate their waste essentially mm-hmm. making it simpler for users to uh, segregate and dispose of their waste correctly and therefore you know better recycling yeah i honestly feel it uh, okay in india maybe you do require a little more education and awareness yeah. as far mm-hmm. as segregating your own waste is concerned because we don't understand more than like just what stuff goes to the kabaddi wala and what stuff goes into the dustbin right yeah. basically yeah. but uh, the other sort of responsibility here is of the facility that the stuff goes to yeah. right even in uh, developed countries a lot of that stuff really doesn't get recycled because recycling in itself is a very expensive and resource intensive activity yeah. right the amount of water that paper recycling uses is not funny So yeah. same thing was with plastic like sure at least you are not making the same material again from scratch but when you're mm-hmm. looking at a life cycle sort of um, relative emissions right like what are the emissions of actually producing and disposing of a product versus recycling the same product mm-hmm. there are some uh, substances for which that is actually not that different mm-hmm. oh. so recycling as a concept of course uh, is definitely helps in integrated resource planning and stuff like that but at the same time you want to focus on reducing waste at the source like that is the actual focus right because any processing involved whether it is to create or manufacture a product or to recycle it is still going to use electricity it's still going to use water and it's still going to mm. emit some kind of pollutant so i think the mm. focus here should be one try and use as many biodegradable and reusable products as possible because the yeah. key difference between reusing and recycling is that reusing doesn't require processing right so i think yeah. that is like your main focus and reduce your waste okay so aradhna what else is being done or what should we expect from you know the governments of countries to meet you know sdgs and more importantly the climate goals okay let's first maybe talk about the difference between developing and developed countries i guess okay. and mm-hmm. kind of the responsibilities that both kind of countries have in this whole climate action initiative mm-hmm. so if you're talking about say for example the us versus india right i think the biggest question to ask here is should we be expecting a developing country to be putting in the same amount of resources and money into cleaning and greening efforts as a developed country okay. because should we be taking away the resources that the developing country is putting into its own furtherment mm. definitely a thing where i feel like developing countries do not have as much pressure and also should not have as much pressure as developed countries like it is it's a different priority right now absolutely i think uh, one way the developing countries can leverage this entire uh, situation is you can it's easier to incorporate sustainable goals going forward than it is to retrofit okay yeah right so when you are still like for example you are imp- trying to improve your public transport right you anyway want to uh, get rid of your older diesel buses you know whether they are the delhi like horrendous delhi ones or no, even God. the best in bombay right so you anyway have to replace those buses because they're old they are very polluting so you can already start thinking of you know deploying electric vehicle infrastructure mm-hmm. and think about how to get an electric public bus fleet because mm-hmm. 
it's easier to plan for an electric fleet than it is to make like a private consumer buy an electric vehicle right because yeah, you have centralized charging you can plan for all of that yeah. so when you don't have an established system i mean it is established but you want to improve it going forward anyway so why not improve it in a way that also furthers your climate goals right, right. the same thing happens with energy so you're looking at india has a lot of energy access issues and it always has because we're a vast country and mm. a lot of our development also tends to be concentrated in the bigger cities so when you are thinking of expanding energy access expand it in terms of a microgrid connected to solar hydro wind power plants okay right so you are giving people in rural areas access to electricity but it's also clean that reminds me you know just today uh, we inaugurated the asia's largest solar power plant in madhya pradesh mm-hmm. so i think we are uh, taking conscious efforts to be there yeah so you know talking about evs that's quite an advanced technology uh, but now we also have seen that there are that you know iot is being used and being leveraged to you know attain these sustainable development goals so do you can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah as we know even within evs right like uh, there's a lot of software that's used to optimize things like charging and also uh, the actual operation of the vehicle mm-hmm. Sim- like if you look at even simpler technology like simple things like sensors that you can put in your house can tell you how much energy you're using you know when you're running the air conditioner at a certain time if you just like what if you have a leak in your windows and you don't realize right, right? so your mm-hmm. ac is working overtime or if you're in a colder place your heater is working overtime correct right so and since we have these capabilities now where we can use things like uh, iot to feed all that data back into a central place and look at those analytics and see how your building is performing how your house is performing that is a huge advantage and yeah. on a related note building energy use is again a huge component of emissions air conditioning itself accounts for about 40 to 60% of peak power demand in the summers in like bombay and delhi which is a huge amount so yeah. if there is a way to make your houses and your buildings more energy efficient there is a lot of potential one to already to reduce the already present high cooling demand that exists in mm. countries like india because we are a warmer country in general and it's only going to grow from now on right because we are, we are already experiencing warmer summers warmer winters even right so as global warming keeps increasing your demand for cooling is going to keep increasing mm. so the best you can do right now is while there are other efforts to mitigate climate change and global warming the other thing you can do is make your buildings and your environment more efficient talking about the commercial usage another thing that i can think of is that uh, which is very interesting to me is that uh, you know heathrow airport has deployed these iot sensors where they track uh, the emission of the aeroplanes so uh, the aeroplanes are supposed to turn off to a certain grid uh, when they land so earlier they were not able to identify the airlines which were actually adhering to it uh but now they are able to do that thanks to the iot sensors so the adoption of that or you know the regulation per se it's it's heavily increased yeah and 
you know even this also boils down to basic building design and architectural design things like just including more you know bigger glass windows and more south east facing windows so that you can increase the natural light in your uh, buildings as well yeah. reduce your electricity demand also conversely if you ha- are live in a much warmer climate and you want to reduce the amount of sunlight coming in so that you have you can reduce the cooling uh, required for that uh, specific building that's also a design consideration to be sort of accounted for and there are so many things like this that we don't think about right dude like okay so the most interesting thing i saw this weekend apart from the hike and the ra- stupid crowded pool so my company's head office is in a little town called basalt in colorado in the mountains okay okay and uh, we passed it like when we were going uh, uparam we were in a bus somewhere and going it is a uh, i think a two story building mm-hmm. okay it is something called a living building it's in the mountains in colorado so you can imagine what the weather is like yeah right it goes to i don't know god knows how much like minus 20 minus 25 mm-hmm. it doesn't have an air conditioning system i think the only thing it has is like a heat pump or something it doesn't mm. have anything that actually uses il- like power power like it only has backup so their whole building right. is a net zero building it has solar on the roof it just uses that solar for lighting and mm-hmm. everything else is net zero wow that's awesome before we let you go can you tell us about how can we be more environment conscious as individuals yeah i think uh, as long as is we remember the basics you know as to be conscious of what you're giving out to the environment what you're taking from the environment mm-hmm. and try and leave you know like as little of a footprint behind as possible metaphorically and also literally that's well said <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. so arzu what's the longest flight that you've taken so far probably the flight i took while coming from london to mumbai Nine hours, nine and a half hours. Yeah. Wow. Uh, do you know that one-way flight from London to Mumbai has a carbon footprint of one point two kilo kgs? I'm guessing that's a very, very large number. Yeah, that's more than the average carbon footprint of one person for one year in more than sixty-three countries. Ouch, dude! I feel bad for taking all those flights now. Exactly. And there's a fact that you didn't need to know. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you so much everyone for hanging out with us today. We hope that we were able to create some awareness around sustainability. As individuals, you can just start by creating sustainable habits. It's as easy as keeping a reusable bag on you when you're going grocery shopping or saying no to a plastic straw when you're getting that coffee or a drink from your fast food joints. And switching off your electric devices when you're not using them or turning off the tap when you're brushing these are things that we have all heard since we are young it's just more about applying it in our day to day lives so that we can be better citizens to the environment we hope that you segregate your waste and use that kabadi wala <laughs> uh, buy local and use less cash from now on be vocal for local <laughs> that's good In the spirit of that, do support us on all our social media channels. Our handle is Atypical Avocados. We would also love to know what are the topics you would like us to talk about. So be sure to drop us an email at feedback at atypicalavocados dot com or through our website at www dot atypicalavocados dot com. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay indoors. We will see you next Sunday. Bye bye. Thank you.